talk in the mics for, while we're having this convo. Jack Lance doing a sound check yeah. to make sure I can hear you guys. Yeah. No, I would host the AVNs in a second. I know. It's amazing. You would? But you're a guy. You know what's funny? Guys can do it, and it's not like a negative impact. But for women... It's it's hurt me a little bit. A couple of shows I couldn't audition for because they were like, she's too adult. I'm like, I was naked. I didn't, wasn't the one doing it. Didn't porn. Whitney Cummings host it or no? She hosted the X-Biz Awards, which is like the AVN Awards. Okay, it's just, right. It's like the lower right. tier. I whatever. did the two stripper awards and I would introduce them like, you know, or say, I want to thank my father and uncle for touching me as a kid. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are the stripper awards? I don't even know. We're on now. That, that they were... It was at Caesar's Palace in Vegas, and it's the best strippers. You know, all the dance clubs from around the country were there. That would be a great TV show. I'm surprised that doesn't exist. Like, so you think you can dance, but with strippers? Yeah, I would uh, watch that. Is this going now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me introduce my guests. Could you introduce everyone, Rich? Go ahead. Uh, I'd like to introduce my guests. Hi, this is Rich Voss uh, here on. Uh, Kate Quigley's podcast. We have Kate Quigley. Yes, hello. Jim Florentine <laughs> and a legend, Rich Voss, who is probably the biggest get. And what gets me, too, that me and Florentine, let's say Kate Quigley is the third wheel here on mm. this fucking podcast. True. Because me and Jim are in a hotel and we want to get to our room as soon as we can. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like a third wheel. I feel like you guys honestly have a little bit of a bromance going. I was watching you no. interact at the club, and I was thinking, you look like long-time lovers. No, we. I've known him forever, but uh, he's too rugged for me. <laughs> I like a twink. And he would complain, you know what I mean? I'd come on his back, and he'd be like, no, you got you got to clean it up. Like, I'm not cleaning it up. I'm like, come you wanted back. it there. And I, you know what I mean? And then he's going to, I got a pain, like if I was going to. Fuck him in the ass, like oh, when I was I worked my legs today at the gym. I don't, I'm like, dude, come on, man. I fucking I, you know, yeah. I brought you, I took you to dinner. And plus, plus, like if you know he wants to blow me, I got to listen to fucking dumb heavy metal as he's doing it. So he, exactly. you know, if I'm I got to listen him. to Iron Man so he could come. I don't want to fucking listen to that. I like Cat Stevens. I want to yeah. play some Temptations, and I'm this not, fucking jackass wants to play Judas Priest yeah, or not, whatever. I'm, I'm not blowing it to Cat Stevens. No way. That's just gay. That's yeah. the gayest thing I've ever heard. That's how you know you're gay if you come to Cat Stevens. Oh my god. Uh, we just did the Stress Factory tonight in Jersey, guys. This is date fails, by the way. Obviously, we're in a hotel lobby. If you hear a little background noise, there's literally someone vacuuming right now, and yeah. there's like a really loud jazz band in the bar. But I almost can't hear any of it so i think we're fine well i didn't even realize the vacuuming till now aren't they supposed to do that in the morning i mean that yeah well no i think they do the hallways at oh. night which makes sense oh, so they wake everyone up the, the yeah. latin lady she's up there uh, is she latin i think she's asian yes. oh well, brown yeah i couldn't tell i mean i'm not being a racist because people are losing careers on an hourly basis now for everything that's Everything. true. That's true. Did you see that thing about Esther Koo? Do you guys know Esther yes. Koo? Yeah, was she was making was... fun of fucking Chinese people, Orientals or Asian. Well, I don't know what you call them. <laughs> I don't think you say Oriental. I don't think no. we say that anymore. Uh, you say, I, don't, I don't know what you say. Making fun, Asian American. What if no. you have an Oriental rug? What do you call it? You call, uh, <laughs> I don't know, out of style. But <laughs> you fucking... You, she was making fun of her own people, and they went after her. And 
listen, I like Esther, but she's not big enough to go after. Yeah, I mean, it's the, really weird. The, the New York Post, though, yes. that's not even like real. Is that even a real no, paper? No, I think it was the Daily News, wasn't no, it? Was the Post. Oh, it was the Post. Okay, it was yeah. the Post. They're but making fun of her. They're going after her for tweeting, making fun of Asians, but she is Asian. Yes. And also, it's like, she's just obviously joking. It's just crazy now. You can't say shit. Oh, I can. I don't care. <laughs> you shouldn't. But you would think that someone... At Esther Koo's level, they wouldn't go after. Like, no. what are they? Like, has she been? Has she had a TV show? Well, she was on, I think she was on Girl Code. She for was an she episode. Was. Okay, no. I think but, she has a little bit of a. I feel like she does have a little bit of like an MTV fan base or something. But yeah. they don't care. That's not who's going no. after. I want to know how they even found it. I don't even know how it. Like, like what happened that she tweeted that it suddenly became? Well, they news. opened her eyes. When she saw this, uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Are you making an Asian joke, Rich? No. She just, she's, uh, yeah, I read it today. It's, yeah, how would they find, how desperate as a, uh, a writer, whatever, you have to be that you're going after Somebody with a couple hundred thousand followers. You know what I mean? You're right. It an Asian crazy. woman making Asian jokes. It's fucking Not a white biggest. woman, not yes. a black woman or any other. If I was her, I'd, be, I'd send them a thank you card. Yes. All they did is a favor for her. She's got more eyes on her than she probably ever. All of a sudden, everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, who's Esther Kuh? They're looking her yes. up and shit. So it's great for her, really. Last time I was in L.A., I did the Ice House on a Thursday. I did a door deal or whatever. Just a small, a Thursday night. Not whatever. And I had... I had her host and I had Court Middle. And she did a fine job. She's funny. I like yeah. her. Uh, far from famous. I hope she becomes famous because I like her. Yeah. But it's not worth the article. Mm-mm. It's not worth the article. No. So it's, it's, they're desperate now because they don't have anybody in the mainstream to attack. Steve Harvey's wife, uh, I think it was in a tweet, said retarded. And, uh, and, and, and my wife's sister has a sister that uh, has Down syndrome, you know, so we get it. But they went after Steve Harvey's wife, and Steve Harvey stuck up. Steve Harvey said, it's just a word. She said, retarded, big fucking. And Steve Harvey has 15, t- he has another TV show right now. He just got one. <laughs> he gets one every hour, a new TV show. And he stuck up for her. Yeah. So they're not going to go after him, you know. I mean, the thing is, too, it's like, okay, like, I actually got in trouble in Ohio when I was doing the funny stop. I said, I'm open to fucking a retard. Like I said, if I met a really hot retard, I'd consider it. And then this girl, it wasn't on stage. It was at a bar or whatever. I was just joking around. This girl was like, that's offensive. Um, My brother is mentally handicapped or whatever. So you should have said, is he single? (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) That was my thing is I was like, yeah, but I didn't say retarded people are assholes. I said I would maybe fuck one. To me, I'm like, I'm saying something nice about them. So I feel like it should get a pass in a way if you're saying it as a nice thing. Uh, It's crazy. I was uh, doing uh, uh, just like a speech, you know, a, a talk at the NAACP. And I was talking about colored people, and they got mad. <laughs> but that's what I said. But that's what the NAACP, <laughs> National Association oh, for the Advancement of Colored People. That's what uh, maybe uh, maybe the, the name that might have been the wrong choice of words for that specific. You're right. That's event. true. Yeah. It's true. The other night. Um, when we were over at the stand, Kay, you were hosting, and me and Rich were on the show, and I brought my son. And my son has met Rich's daughter before. My son asked his Scram. richest daughter like three years. 
<laughs> she's like three years older than him. He goes, hey, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese sometime? When he was like four and she was about seven. And she just walked away from him. He's no. like, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese? And she just wouldn't even look back. She just kept walking. Are you serious? He's like, Dad, she didn't answer me. She turned him down yeah. just like that? So he knows her. So we went to his, her birthday party recently whatever. So I said, hey, ask Rich when you see him tonight at the stand. If you can go out on a date with, with his daughter. And he goes, no, he's going to get mad. I go, he's not going to get mad. He goes, no, he's going to get I go, he's not, believe me. I go, he's going to have a funny line to come back. He's not going to get mad. So he said, hey, Rich, can I go on a date with your daughter? And he goes, I'm sorry, she only likes black guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old is she? Eight? Ten. Ten. <laughs> But she's uh, got blonde hair and a big ass. Oh. So. <laughs> You're so going to hell, by the way. Just so you know. Wait, you said you have a 10-year-old daughter, but you also have two. I saw all three of your daughters. 27, them. 25, and 10. They're all super pretty. You've seen yes. them, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, all they're gorgeous. Nice. What was it like? I mean, were you the dad that was like super protective of the two older ones when they started dating and stuff? Like, What did you tell them? I said, Like, I would just say... You know, if you do this, like I would say to Ellen, I go, if you have sex, you're going to get AIDS and die. That's what I would say to her. <laughs> Is Ellen your 10-year-old? No, she's the middle one. Oh, okay. Thank she's God. She's getting married. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I what just, happened the first time she brought a guy my, home? Like, you know, on a date or whatever, he was coming over maybe to prom or a dance or in high school. Like, what, did you, what was your reaction yeah. to the, the kid? Because there's nothing you could do. I just... I just wanted my daughters. I here's the deal. My main things. My main thing was drugs and alcohol. You wanted you to know. make sure they did a lot of it. Well, if they're at a young age. No, but I. I you can only set an example. You can't tell your kids. They they really only go by example. You could say one thing. That's true. And my kids. When they were young, young, six and four, I used to take them with me sometimes to twelve step meetings to, you know, because I had them in the day. I watched them in the day, and I would go to meetings. So they kind of grew up knowing, you know, they drink, they but they never were really into drugs. They never got arrested. You know, I got arrested all the time. Yeah. They never uh, got kicked out of school. They were always good students. So it was just the example throughout life that I led. And my ex-wife, too, being a good mom, uh, they grew up to make pretty good choices. You're lucky. You know, yeah. I mean, look, my older daughter had some bad relationships, you know, with, but, you know, they weren't heroin addicts, but, you know, they were kids. And my, old, my, my middle daughter has been going out with the same guy since high school and they're getting married, you know. Wow. Did you ever have to talk with him about sex, though? No. What am I going to talk to him about what would sex? You, what would yeah, you say to him? Yeah, that's what I want to know. What yeah. would I say? Yeah, what would you say? Yeah, Too much you... teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no! You never had a bird in the beach come on. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so traumatized. No. Wait. You never had a bird in the bees talk ever never. with your daughters? No, I just said... You know, no, maybe my ex-wife did. I, I'm a guy. I'm not going to talk to daughter. I'm going to say guys. Are, yeah, I told her. I told her. Uh, <laughs> I said, guys are creeps. I told them that. I said, throughout life, guys are creeps. You know, they just want to have, they're creeps. See, but Be you careful. know the problem with doing that is my stepdad did the same thing. My yeah. stepdad, 
so my parents split up when I was in like third grade and my stepdad was more like my dad. We would go to the mall. My stepdad would see guys looking at me as like a teenager, like 13, 14. And he'd be like, hey, all these guys checking you out want to fuck you. Don't ever do it. Like he made me so paranoid that every guy was trying to fuck me that for a long time I had it so in my head that like all guys were up to no good. And I don't think that's really always true. No, because look at that way. I said just... I didn't say they're murderers, they're fun. I just said guys, their main motive most get, of the time yeah. is to have sex. Look, when you're a kid growing up, parents used to threaten you, go, if you do this, God will punish you. So if you believed in a God, you grew up thinking God was a punishing God. Now, if you're a religious person, which I'm not, I believe in a whatever, but if you're a religious person... God's supposed to be a loving, caring God, but you're raised to be scared of God. So I didn't really put the fear of men in them. I just said, be careful, because usually their main motive is to get through you to meet their celebrity father. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm sure that's what everyone was going for in your situation. So how many, like, let's just say you had a conversation with your daughter. Maybe you'll have it with your 10-year-old once she gets older. She knows now, but go ahead. Okay. How many dates would you tell her before you do something with a guy? Like, how many dates before you should have sex with him? Maybe you give him a hand job, a blow job. Like, if you have to have that conversation (laughs) with her. Nobody talks to her. Well, what if she said no? But what if she says, "Hey, Dad, this is my fifth date. I don't know. I mean, how far should I go?" Well, she comes to you. Then what do you say? say? How's his credit? <laughs> does, what does he drive? Oh, God. Cut or uncut? Uh, <laughs> what would I fucking say? I would say, "Talk to your mother." I don't even like you. I love, uh, no. I love that Jim's brain is so warped. He even thought up. Yeah. No, because I know he's going to come out with something. Is he cut or uncut? Of course, he's going. Uh, it's not going to be. Like, wait, hey, I, how could you say that? That's terrible. I, I mean, you're not getting that response out of him. Wait, just, but what about Jim? What about Luke? like? What about your kid? Because you know what's funny? From the time I've spent with you, and as much as you've talked about your son, what I knew is that his son does stand up. He wants to be in, like, a rock band. I'm, I know that he's been in a lot of comedy clubs. So I'm assuming this kid is just going to be, like, a dirty mouth little, like, like a little grown-up. And then I met him, and he's just the most adorable. He was shy. He right. was, like, innocent. And then I almost felt guilty. Like, I'm corrupting him, even, like, being close to him, like, talking to him at all. Like, how do you, what do you do with him? I mean, he's around all this adult stuff. What do you tell him? No, well, you know, look, he knows about girls and all that stuff. He kind of knows what goes on. You know, him and his friends are already, at at seven years old, at six, we're taking, like, the cheerleader, Redskin, we had a Washington Redskin cheerleader, a calendar, and they're all taking the basement looking at it. All th- they're like throwing old six-year-olds. Oh, man, look at this one. Look at this really? one. Well, and I walked was- in, they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, at six. Wow. Yeah, well, my kid at five was doing meth. So let me tell you. <laughs> now, uh, I didn't know that you were my dad. No, no. <laughs> But yeah, I always tell them about girls. At six, at I'd say, yeah, yeah, looking at pictures. But I tell them about girls, I go, look, they're not all bad. Some, you know, whatever, this is going to happen. But they just know that they're not. You know what I mean? You're going to pick some that are just going to fuck you over. I don't say that, but, you know, they're all, they're, there's some good ones out there. Do you say the actual words, fuck you over? No, but I'm like, there's going to be ones <laughs> that, you know, do some, do some break your heart, but there's yeah. some good ones. Because I, I say, look at my brother, my this one, my brother Joe and his wife. I look at my brother Dan and his wife. You know, I show, show them good examples. I go, so not all relationships are like that, where it's going to end badly. My, my, 
See, my wife and I are both comics, so we've been taking our kid to comedy clubs since she was in a stroller. Because it's hard to find a babysitter. Yeah. And real and quick, I'll tell you the story now. I'll tell the other. I never had Tinder or any of that stuff growing up. So I was looking for a babysitter on this website. It's true, like a couple months ago on care.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at pictures like it's a dating site because I never had one. So I would look at them go, uh-uh, not good enough looking for my kid. And this is true. I would go, oh, too fat, right? And then I would see a hottie and I would set up an a, 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 a interview, right? I, but anyhow, so we took, we've been taking my daughter to comedy club. My daughter, and when you're taking her to clubs, comics are very smart or quick or they think on a higher level to me than most people or more on a cre- obviously a creative level so it's like putting a kid in a prison yard when you're surrounded with comics so one night we were leaving the stand and there's a comic there a big comic and she said to him good night fatso and my wife got in the car and yelled said you cannot talk that way they're my friends they're comics you have to be nicer so the next night she was there as they were leaving, she said, it was a pleasure seeing you tonight again. So long, fatso. <laughs> hey, she was nicer. She did. Yes. But if you put them in that environment. Yeah. Now, my wife and I are kind of like, we were doing our podcast today. Uh, my wife hates me on Riotcast. Big podcast. Uh, <laughs> it is really, really funny. So we're doing it, and she's sitting on the couch cracking up because we're just fighting. Me and my wife and arguing, and she's calling me this and that. And then I, you know, we locked the door last night. We said, go to your room. You're sleeping in your room tonight. You're not hanging out with us just so we could fool around. We locked the door. But when I locked the door, I saw my daughter in the bed smiling. And she's 10. And then today on the couch, I go, when we locked the door, and I went like that. My daughter started cracking up. Like, she gets it. She's so smart. Yeah. She's so fucking smart from being around comics. comics all the time. and, and, And my wife is brilliant. My wife spends... I'm on the road, so my wife is really spending, and my wife's very creative, and, and my kid is, I've never, she's at a different level than my other two daughters at her age. Yeah. At a way different level. And, you know, my daughters were playing sports, great. My kid goes to coding camp. She knows how to code at 10 years old. Are you old. serious? I'm fucking, I'm telling you. There's a coding camp? Yeah, in, she goes to coding camp. For the last two years, any kid would go, yeah, I want to go to camp and go swimming and play. She goes to coding camp. Holy shit. And this sounds racist, and it is, but her camp, there's a lot of... All Asians? Asians and Indian kids, and my kid is the smartest, and they're smart kids. Wow. Why would you say that's racist? Well, because... It's it's, huh? It's just a fact. Yeah, they're smart kids. Who? The Indians and the... The Asians. They really are, though. Yeah, does that sound racist? Is that racist? It's no. only racist if it's not factual. It's like when you say black well, people they, have better they, muscle tone. They do. That? It's like when you say well, black people have better muscle that's tone. That's because they have thinner skin. Is that Real true? Life. Yeah, if you look at bodybuilding, bodybuilding magazines, black people are cut up, but their skin's a little... That's why they get colder faster. They have thinner skin than white oh. people. That's what I read in uh, uh, some... In the book you wrote? No, in, in a clan... Pr- Propaganda, <laughs> clam propaganda. Said black people. No, I think they do. I think a bodybuilder told me that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really think that kind uh, of makes sense. Actually, yeah. I could see that. They look really cut, you know. 
and, and super shiny. And shiny. <laughs> no, I'm just saying what a bodybuilder told me. You guys are taking this wrong. I'm not like that. I grew up in an all Negro neighborhood in Plainfield. I can't. Oh, God. Rich used to do do one of my favorite jokes of all time. What? He goes, uh, he goes, I was in the airport the other day, and I heard this announcement. If you see anything suspicious, please report it to the authorities. He goes, right then, I saw a black guy leaving a tip. So it's still one of my favorite jokes. I still <laughs> laugh about that. I haven't done that in so long. Oh, right oh, my God. Oh, I used to do that in black clothes. I know. Oh. See, black people are the less, they're the least people, the least of getting offended people on the planet. When you do an all-black audience... They, either you're funny or not. They don't care. And they love that. When they, you would do that joke, they would love it. This black girl in an audience was about 400 pounds, and I started trashing. She started booing me. I go, you fat bitch, you should be mooing, not booing. And the crowd went fucking nuts. They did. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, right, yeah. Dude, I used to tell that story. The first club I ever got paid to do spots Look at this in. horrible turtleneck. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, we all just looked. Nice work. We're, we're admiring your turtleneck. Yeah, I like that shirt. Someone yeah, just told me I, I should buy more turtlenecks and wear yeah, them so people don't think I'm slutty. Nice. Do you feel like you're being strangled? <laughs> but I, I like the look. I'm saying, like, it just. What's that? What's Delta? Was he in Deltas? Yeah. What's Deltas? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, no, the restaurant. Were, yeah, you were. The restaurant upstairs. Yeah. He drinks too much. I'm no, sorry. I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Was, was why do you say that? No, I, I recognize I saw the hat. Someone uh, else has this hat? Yeah, I know. I'm right. No, you don't have this hat. It's expensive. I could tell. There's by a, that. No, the, huh? the, there's a Coles around the corner. Two people are going to no. have that hat. Are you with this? Uh, with the hearing aid people? Are you just a hot blonde in there? Can you send her over? <laughs> Wait. Uh, I don't. I figured. How I don't many know. are there? How there many was many one hot blonde. Tell her I want to, to to her to do our podcast with us. There's a hop. You'll see her. You'll so know her. The go ahead. Tell him about your podcast, Rich. We're yeah. talking to you, by the way. The people on at home can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to a guy who walked by wearing a turtle neck, just saying so you no, know, in a hotel lobby, who's part of a hearing aid convention. Go on, Rich. Tell him about I, the podcast. I'm here for the, the jazz, uh, jazz project. So the music you're hearing. Yeah. Oh, you're with oh, the cool. jazz people, not the hearing aid people? Oh, is it, what do you mean? You're, you're part of the... Ba- oh, that's great. The, ba- the band plays four nights a week my, at different, different venues. Every night. Different jazz uh, <laughs> My friend who used to be in a band called uh, Chester Hugs, his father was a big jazz player. Some, Holiday, his last name was Holiday. You know who I'm talking about? All right, well, I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's like... Yeah, why would you know that? I'm just such a loser. No, there's so many musicians. Huh? There's a lot of musicians. Yeah, but yeah. he had no arms. Oh, that stands out. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he played saxophone. He, he was amazing. No. He was incredible. An armless sax player. All right. Well, see a hot blonde in there. Send her this way. Wait, can we tell the hot blonde story? Because that was literally what I was about to talk about. Oh. Is okay. So Jim and I are sitting at the bar waiting to order food. And Rich is on the phone, and all of a sudden, this hot blonde walks up next to me and Jim, <laughs> and I noticed her. Jim noticed her. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Rich swoops in. I thought he was on the phone. Suddenly, he's next to her at the bar, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm married. 
I can't give you the time that you need. I won't be able to invest the time that's necessary to, you know, properly court you. I know you're disappointed. Like, literally, and the girl, you could tell she was so into it. And you know what I thought when you did it? I thought, is this, like, Rich is so confident that he'll mack on anyone? Or is it because you're married, you have nothing to lose? Because you know <laughs> nothing can happen, really. No, he's like, been like that since day one. Really? Yeah, he doesn't care. That was genius. It was, And the girl was, like, laughing and so into it. You can teach a course on how to pick up women. Well, it didn't work. It, it I didn't try. It could have worked. He wasn't really trying. I he was just trying. I had to do a podcast. No, there's a hip hop convention here too. There's a hip hop convention. I did see some black dudes. You should bring your daughter. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh God! So, right. No, but no, Richard, no. Richard. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. Rich's famous line, like I was saying before, what? you when you were single, you go up to girls, go, "Hey, can I buy you a house?" It always got their attention. So it got. To, so what would they do? Would they laugh at that? Yeah. Would they think it was funny? Hey, they laugh or whatever, and go, "Yeah." And I go, "Where well, would you like it?" Or I might have to spend a couple weekends there. You know, whatever. Break the ice. That's all. We, me, and my friend, we had a great when we were young, or you know, in our twenties, when we used to go to the bar to pick up girls. We would both do laps around the bar, but I would stand. I would walk like twenty feet behind him, and I would wa- watch what girls like pointed at her. Yeah, and looked at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. We did that too. Yeah, did, did, and then yeah. I would tell him that girl over there was interested. Wait, you'd watch him walk around, and you'd wait to see which like girls we'd were walk looking? around the bar, yeah. but I'd be behind him uh. so far, and I would look to see what girls were checking him out. That's and, smart. And 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 then I would tell him. Uh, the one over the table with the three girls, the one pointed at you. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah, we'd always yeah. do that. Yeah, and yeah. always get to seat near the girls' bathroom because the girls are always coming in and out and are hanging out right there. So hang out by the bar right by the girls' bathroom. That's so Because there's smart. so many girls coming by like this, of you know, in and out, in and out. In a, they might go to the bar right there. So you hang right there. You get that spot. You yeah. guys, I feel like comics have an unfair advantage, though, when it comes to picking up women because you guys are naturally charming and funny and you're quick on your feet. So you have, like... I feel like for a comic, getting laid, it's got to be like the easiest thing in the world. Well, back back in the 80s, comics were like rock stars. Yeah. Because when comedy was one-nighters all over Jersey and, you know, getting blown in the coat room. And it just, not me, because I was always a good person. Uh, Plus, never, you never wear a coat. You're never near no. the <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, comics were like rock stars in the 80s. So... And, and like me, Florentine, all the Jersey comics, we were just pigs. When we went to New York, <laughs> like, I guess we were, we were just creepy New Jersey comics. Remember we all went to New York probably around the same time? Yeah, but, yeah but that was different than the Jer- Jersey. Uh, well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about comics being rock stars, because me and Chad just did a podcast today, Zumok. And we're talking about he get him to do one. He <laughs> he opens for Crystal Lee a yeah. lot, and it's basically he do- Crystal. Chad yeah, Zumok yeah, he's, for yeah, he's done a bunch of gigs with him. I didn't know that. So Chris is like a Chris is a rock star. Like uh, all chicks come to see him. Yeah, he's like it's eighty percent girls. They're all fucking hot, and they line up wanting to meet him after the show. So it's like he almost he brings that right. And I'm like that doesn't happen at any of my shows. He owns for Burt Kreischer. He goes that doesn't happen to any of Burt's shows. Well, he goes, but it, when I'm with Chris, 
Chris. It's all hot chicks, and they want to meet Chris after the show. I've heard that from other all guys. single oh, girls. It's do. almost like a, ba- a hot single bachelorette party that wants to. And Chris, Chris is good looking. He's funny on stage and all that other shit. But they all like they want to know where's because Chad will sell CDs after the show. Chris just stays in the back. He doesn't have anything to sell. He won't come out. Where's, is, where's Chris? Is Chris going to hang out? Can I meet Chris? Everyone, everyone. Oh my well, god, that Chad was like, has the biggest advantage. He could literally just pretend everyone has a shot at meeting Chris and just pick up like chicks' numbers. Well, Chad night. always says that. I think Chris said he's going to go to the bar next door, so yeah. they all go over there, and he's like, I don't know. He said he's coming over, and then he starts oh, rapping with him. Yeah. But, he, but uh, speaking of rock star, like he's a rock star where girls come to the show to want to fuck him. Well, also, too, after the last comic, Gary <clears throat> Goldman, girls would love to, to meet Gary. Gary, right. Gary was a tall, good look. Yeah. And probably one of the funniest comics going now. Right, yeah, yeah. He's so he's, funny. He's, he's one of the good... But there was a lot of comics. But back in the day, the Jersey One Nighters we would do, and uh, but that was, yeah, that was different because it was like we were playing like these white trash rooms with white trash girls, and it was easy. We had long hair and all that stuff. But it doesn't really happen as much anymore. You don't see. Are you kidding me? You know how much pussy those these new comics are getting? Yeah, they get so much. Are you kidding me? I don't want to say that. Well, Mark Norman, they talk about it on radio. And, well, there's different. There's different because there is radio groupie pussy. And they also if have Tinder if, pussy. If you're, if you're associated to a radio show, you'll get all the girls that are that are big fans of the show. It's just weird how girls, like, because I even remember as a kid, I mean, like, there's something attractive about getting anyone that's, like, quote, famous in any capacity. In but I think it's just because you feel in your head, like, oh, if I can get him, that makes me special because he has all these options, but he chose me. When in reality, now that I know so many of these guys, I'm like, oh, no, but they'll pretty much fuck anyone. Like, you're not special if they right. pick you. <laughs> yeah. The special ones are the ones that treat them like garbage and turn them down and walk away and stuff. Those are the ones that are like the girls that they probably would actually in reality go for, but... All the guys do still get laid so easily, 100%. Because I know I'm on the road with guys. Even when I go on the road with guys and a a guy will feature for me after the show, every girl wants to bang him. Even the guys that aren't that cute, every girl is trying to bang him. It's crazy. I can't get a girl to walk up to me. Like, it's it's horrible now. And I even say to my wife, like, what? I I lost it. And I'm not in bad shape. I mean... Maybe because I'm just a creep on stage. I don't know, but like they used to cut. Like if I was single, I don't know. I might have a hard time now. No way, you would you not. Huh? I just watched you. You could have picked up this hot blonde in two minutes if you wanted to. You're married. You weren't even trying. She was totally into it. Yeah, you got a good point. Maybe everyone should hit on people with the approach of like, if I was married, because you were just so you don't have anything to lose. If they say well, no, who cares? I just my wife goes. I never see you flirt with anybody. My wife thinks I hate girls, but my wife goes. I don't care if you talk to girls, as long as I don't see you laughing at them. If I see you laughing, I'll break her fucking arm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Though. No. That's, yeah. You don't. Want, you never want to see that. Your 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 that, spouse have laughing when you just like fighting with them. Yeah. My ex wife would, would be mad at me and her dad all the time, like screaming at us. And the phone would ring. She's like, "Hi, how are you? Oh my god! You know, even if it was yeah. like a bill collector. Oh my! I know. I was supposed to send that out. Can I send it out tomorrow? <laughs> absolutely. Absolute. I'm like, how come we can't get that girl? Why do we get the one yeah. that when she hangs up? Why that would drive us nuts. Like, wait a minute, how did she just turn that quick so to the funny. nicest person in the world? I don't like that. A com- Aaron, you know Aaron Berg? Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Aaron called me about marital advice. I swear to God. He just got married, right, yeah. Aaron? So, because they had a kid, so they'll probably go through a lot of shit. 
So he called me about marital advice, and I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm giving him my advice, and my wife's hearing me, and my wife goes, you're a fucking asshole. And then my wife gets in a big fight as he's on the other end. I'm trying to help him, and all of a sudden, we, we're having a blowout fight, and he's, he's like, I got to go. Right? He called He's like, this advice might not be that solid. Yeah. And then when I saw him, I said, don't you ever call me for advice again. Like, we'll get into a fight like that over nothing. Do you think you can really give advice, though? Because I was married 10 years, and I just feel like everyone's situation is different. And everybody yeah. has different. Some women don't even want you to look at another girl. Some women are like, go flirt. I mean, everybody's yeah. like different what they're cool with, right? My wife doesn't care. I have, I've been married, what, 13 years, I think? I have 13 seconds to do whatever I want with a girl. Every year she gives me a second, so I'm saving them. Really? 13 seconds? Yes, I have 13 seconds to so do whatever I want. That's just enough time for you to basically fuck her, right? Well, no. <laughs> no. And you close back when on. When I get up to 15 seconds, <laughs> yeah. I'll jerk off for like 10 minutes and for the last 15 seconds just ram it in and come like a fucking rodent. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I have 15 seconds. They're, uh, in, they're in the back. Dude, uh. hold on. There's, there's, I had questions in my head. I feel like I've asked you everything. Yeah, I've been on, yeah. Oh, yep. you've done our podcast? Yeah. A few times. Wow. Well, we, you know. Wait, we, you know, Kate's big thing is date fails. She wants to know about it like a bad date. I'm sure back in the day when you go. You probably never even took chicks on a date, though, did you? What do you mean by a date? Like go on a date. Like was ever <laughs> a, a bad date? He's like, what's a date? Well, what, I guess that? we went out. Uh, I dated one. Uh, I took one girl I took out for a turkey burger, I remember. Uh, <laughs> like, I guess like a date to me was. Before comedy, right? You're talking about back in the day. Oh, know? I know. I got a good one. So there's a there's a, uh, a Christmas party at a comedy club, the Comic Strip in New York. Yeah. So Rich brings this girl with him as a date to the to the Christmas party. Oh, oh God. And she and she's from New Jersey. Rich, I'm from New Jersey. Rich, and um, I start talking to her. She starts talking to me. And she keeps talking to me. And Rich is talking to everybody else. He goes, "Look." He goes, "If you want her, he goes, take her." I go, "I'm not. No, I'm not." I go, "She's just talking to me because she knows I'm from Jersey." He goes, "No, seriously." And he goes, look, I go, he goes, I'm not going to care. I go, no, I go, I wouldn't do that. You brought her here. She's your date. He goes, nah. He goes, whatever. And then later he goes, look, he goes, if you promise to take her home, fuck, I don't give a, I don't give a shit if you fuck her tonight. I already did. I don't give a shit. But just take her home because I don't feel like driving her all the way back to Trenton, New Jersey. Shut up. I go, you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes, just take her because I don't have to give her a ride home. And then he just left. You left? Yeah, he just left. Whoa, oh, my like, God. He left his date. I, I think took she her liked home. him. Wait, what happened? Till the end. Yeah, so you said, I don't care, I already fucked her. Yeah, I so didn't I, say I fucked her, did I? Yeah. Yeah, you go, I already fucked her, so I don't Get care. Get out of here. Well, yeah. obviously you had her. You never would have been like, go ahead and take her. You already got it. Well, he didn't I want think, to drive her home. He no, like, I think yeah. she was interested in him, and I didn't want to cop block him because I wasn't in love. But it was his date. I go, no, it's your date. He yeah, goes, no, I don't care. Yeah, but somebody else. Look, I, I was dating this girl, and I knew she liked my fucking roommate better. I said, go out with her. I don't give a fuck if she likes you better. I'm not going to fight over you really? Know? Well, I've had girls break my heart in my life. The first girl I ever fell in love with, I caught sleeping with my best friend. You know, and it's I've different if you're had, in love. I love. I lived with. I love. I've always had trust issues with women because of my mom. You know, growing up in a single, you know, with a single parent, and then your mom takes. Hey, how's it going? I love mm -hmm. the de the detective work. Mm -hmm. So, 
<laughs> a lot of working around in the, in the hotel lobby. He He's like dressed like Sherlock Holmes. So, like, you know, as a kid, my mom would, you know, just take me to my grandparents on my father's side when we were kids and just knock on the door and go, take them. I don't want, you know, so you have abandonment issues and trust uh, issues trust me, as I a know. kid. Yeah. So, I've never had, you know, and then you catch the first girl you love sleeping with your best friend. Ooh, so it's hard to create. You're fucked up. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. You, I, you must still have trust issues. You still? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm like a Why spy. do you think you're just talking to Bonnie for a half hour on the phone? No, no. I, you came, I used <laughs> to come home and say, like, why is the drawer partially open? I, I just, I was nuts. Yeah. And it, it's not your yeah. fault. It's my fault. Is it? Well, I don't have trust yeah, issues. It's, it is. It's, not, it's my fault. That I haven't let go of all the bullshit. Yeah, but you know what? But sometimes, like, I have really bad trust issues, but I'm, like, an eternal optimist, so I always want to believe that everyone is good, good, good. But then, like, yeah. recently I was dating someone. Jim knows about this. Recently I was dating someone who would always be like, those are your trust issues. Those are your trust issues. But then I found out I was right, and he was lying. So then you're like, it, it's like, how do you ever know when it's your trust issues and when it's just, well, you're not crazy? Plus, you see you're a comic, and you see... You know, people on dates that are married and sneaking out on their husband, or what? Sure. You just see so yeah, much. Yeah, but you're shit. seeing the worst of that alcohol involved. Yeah. Uh, most of the people aren't like that. No, I don't, I and when you get in a relationship, you got to have a clean slate when you get in. Whatever happened there before, oh, yeah, you can't no, fucking I have drag a, that shit in and next one or whatever. My wife and I have a fucking past that, you know, my wife wrote a book about her past. Right. Which I, I have, have now. Yeah. You'll <laughs> love you, the book. I can't wait to read it. You'll love yeah, her book. I'm excited You'll to read it. Uh, I'm fucking, I have a past. I, you know, Look, I love my wife. My wife is cool. Oh, I definitely at least like her. But <laughs> she's funny, and, you know, I'm never going to be... I'll never... If anything ever happened, I could never get remarried because I couldn't replace the, that laughter that I have with her and that yeah. connection. Yeah. You know, I can... I, look, and I... You know, a piece of pussy would be nice here and there. But, you know what I mean? But I'll never get, sure. that, get that connection again with him. One, especially from somebody not in the business. Yeah. You know, my first wife wasn't in the business. We were cool, but it's not the same connection. They don't get it. They, they don't, don't get, get it. Yes. Yeah. And, and Bonnie, out of, she's way ahead of, I, listen, it, I'm, and it, this is bragging or whatever, but she's opened up the door for a lot of female comics that are so edgy and doing a lot of comics were doing Bonnie as they started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That her delivery, her type of comedy. And she's just brilliant. I'll never meet anybody like that. So as I get older, I got to realize I can't fuck this up because she's going to get a TV show and I'm going to need the money. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. So, you know, look. We're all from the same breed. We're all fucking, not all damaged, but we're creative people. We're creative people. So we think, we think different than most people. We act different. You know, I say things that my wife goes, you can't say that. I go, she goes, these are regular people. You forget that. It's you true. Know, it's just, you. we all see things in a different light than, look, you get you you marry a regular uh, person. They want to go out Friday and Saturday night. That's their weekend. It's true. You know, we. Are you kidding me? That's no, I know. I, I my, my this girl I dated for seven years. Is she's assistant principal now, making like one hundred forty thousand a year. 
You know what I mean? But she wanted to, she was a school teacher at yeah. first when I was dating her, and she just wanted, Friday and Saturday, she wanted to go to fucking Applebee's and hang out with her friends or teacher yeah. friends and go there for happy hour. And she was pissed that I wasn't there. I'm like, I can't be there. I don't want to. And I, when I was there, I was like, I fucking hate this sucks. I was so mad that I was there and I wasn't working. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. everyone else was working. I'm trying to fucking get ahead in the business. I don't want to be here. This is death to me. They don't hanging get out it. A, you know what I mean? But, yeah. And, and, but looking back, that would have been a perfect one to marry. Yeah. And I would have had a fucking different life. And it would have been, you know. Different. Yeah, but you wouldn't have the son you have now. Your life would be. No, yeah. Yeah. Plus, he'd be half, you know, uh, he'd be half Spanish, too. Oh, so. I That's remember, cool, though. My, <laughs> mine's pure white. <laughs> two, two weeks? You're saying yours is worth more? What no, are you trying to say? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Two oh. weeks ago, I did a private show. It was horrible. In Jersey, I went on between the salad and the main course. Uh, it was horrible. And I, I was 40 minutes from home or 40 minutes from the city. I could have been home at 930 that night. I said, fuck it, let me go in the city. I never, but I hung out in summer because that's where I'm going to have my most fun is hanging out with comics. But Bonnie gets it because she's a comic. But yeah. another woman would be like, well, what? you're just out again. They don't get that it's kind of work. No, I would get that. Like, like, why were you at the set? Your set was at t- over at 1030. Why did you get home at 230? I go, we're just hanging out talking. Yeah, people For four really, hours? I'm like, yeah. I go, yeah. yeah, we just hang out because we don't see each other because we're all working different clubs. So when we get together during the week or whatever, we hang out and just catch up and just Bullshit. Before yeah. I was married, we used to hang out like me, Patrice, uh, Keith, Norton, sometimes Kevin Hart, sometimes you. We would stand outside Boston. Till like six in the morning sometimes, yeah. And just yeah. each other and laugh. And yeah. Till four or five in the morning. I outside. would cut out at like two. I'm like, I can't fucking hang any yeah. longer. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you guys. Me, are- Patrice, Keith, and Norton were always the last. Yeah. And we would just trash and laugh all night. People were yelling and shut up from their buildings and that was the most fun I've ever had in my life besides with my kids or whatever that kind of fun but just hanging out to all hours with comics it's true though you know what's funny is when I got divorced I didn't know anyone in LA really like I was I was only in LA a couple years when I got divorced and I started doing stand up like a year or two before my divorce and after that I started going to comedy clubs every night just because it was like a built-in. I always say it's like a high school reunion every yes. night. You go there, you know you're going to know people, you're going to have friends there. And that's the thing about comedy that I think is so amazing is anywhere in the world you go, if you go to a comedy club, there's other comics, you have like an immediate bond with people yes. because no one else gets it really. But it's also like what really drew me to it even more than performing was kind of like, oh, like once you're doing it, you're in this like kind of club almost of, of the only people that get what you are, you know? And I like, I love that about Santa. Well, yeah, people that work for Apple can't go somewhere and go, oh, there's all Apple people, or or walk into a, you know, into Seattle or into uh, fucking Portland or Arizona and go, oh, I'm going to go in there and hang out with the Apple people. Exactly. It's not going to happen. You know, it's like when I, when I was a drug addict, it wasn't just not only doing the drugs, it was scamming away to get the money, driving into New York over to GW, going to the crack house. It was the whole thing around it. Yeah. And it was just and it's just like comedy, it's the whole thing. It's not just being on stage. True. It's everything involved around it's a, it's a, like a drug. It yeah. really is. And 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 we're lucky. But then what happens is 
you see comics at stake and go, oh, my God, how did they get that? <laughs> that's <laughs> no. true, actually. That is true, though. And, you know, true. Oh my. and that's what's great about my wife and I is we really come together when we hate the same person. And the love, <laughs> the love really comes out. That's true. That's how we all come together, though. Your wife made me laugh so hard. I told you this at the stand the other night. But so for people listening who don't know, his wife is Bonnie McFarlane. And you guys have a podcast. It's called My Wife Hates Me. Yes. Is that right? So on one episode, you and I had just met, and you guys were talking about me. And I forget how it happened that she said I must have been molested. Well, something. she looked at your pictures. She looked you that's, up. I, I, go, I met this cool girl, and she looked up your pictures, and she goes, oh, she's too fucking hot. She can't be funny. She must have been molested. She must have been molested. <laughs> that's right. And I remember someone telling me about it. A few people started tweeting at me about it, right? And I didn't know. So I went and listened. And by the way, the podcast, you guys have to check it out. Oh, it's so funny. But also, thank you. Also, too, I said, you can't say that. She's going to sue us. I heard that. And you wrote back, I have a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did say that. Uh, but yeah. the funny thing is, at first, I was like, I've never been molested. But then what's hilarious is, on another episode of this podcast, I started talking about the first time I hooked up outside of a skating rink. And I said I was like 13. The guy was 17. I remember not really wanting to do it. And it kind of hurt. But I felt like I should because I was into him, whatever. And I was like, I think I have been molested. I think I was molested. <laughs> so if it wasn't for Bonnie, I probably never would have realized. Well, we, help, we try to help people. Yeah, so thank her for me. <laughs> now, now I know why I'm fucked up. Uh, so it all comes full circle. Or why you will never go to skating rings again. That's, I, I still do. I still go, hoping to you know get some in the parking lot. Well, yeah, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a funny episode. But you, it was. you got the humor. You know, a lot of yeah. whatever you got you guys it because you guys wrote something back very funny. You, you go, I have a lawyer, and yeah, it's we'll jokes. be contacting you because I go, you can't say that you're de- you're you know you could say in my opinion she got molested, then you can't get sued. That was so funny. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, well, this is the last thing I want to talk about. This has been really fun, man. I'm so glad you guys both came out. By the way, and you guys got to check out Jim your podcast too. What's your podcast? My called? podcast is Comedy Metal Midgets. <laughs> It's on Riotcast, Student you Network. Were, you were doing it even way before us, weren't you? In 2011, I started. Long time. What? And we, well, you've done like 310 episodes. How, you've done how many? I don't episodes? know. I don't count them. You don't? You didn't no. know? I just do them once a week, so whatever well, it was. Well, you've been doing um, it for seven years. I think we've been, you've been doing it, you did it like a year before us. I think so. It was about Something a year. Something like that, yeah. Uh you got a big fucking following too. Does it help in your in the clubs? Do you yeah, think? yeah. You get people. See, but your podcast is music and and and, and your opinion obviously, on shit too. Yeah. Obviously, you've listened to one has nothing to do with music. <laughs> huh? No, obviously, I've done yeah. it three times. I don't, I don't think we ever. Podcast. No, I know, no, no. I just do rants for like an hour, oh, just okay. about different shit. No one listens to podcasts that that has a podcast. I've never met anyone yeah, who really listens to ours. I listen to theirs. I love it because I yeah. Well, because you're friends with them. No, no but it was funny them. because I always used to think, man, my marriage is good. Listen to them, and then <laughs> and then I give a marriage counseling <laughs> when I'm still married. I'm like, you guys got to do this, and then three months later, my marriage is fucking <laughs> oh, blows up. Okay, but when people come up to me at shows and go, we listen to your podcast, I go, why? I'm kind of like that, too. You know what's creepy is, because I do Joey Diaz a lot, and Joey has a huge following, but even on here, like, 
I've been so personal. I mean, I especially with Joey because we do drugs and stuff on his. So I mean, like I say shit that later I'm like, why did I? Why did I tell these stories? And you forget people really know more about you than you think they do when they come up to you. Like, if they're listening, they really know shit that's going on in your life, but you forget. So I've had people come up to me. Like, I talked on an episode about how I've been using a lava lamp to heat my apartment because my heat wasn't working and the lava lamp's really hot. And I forgot about it. And a lady came up to me after a show and, and gave me a gift card for a space heater because she's like, I don't want you heating your apartment with your lava lamp anymore. Like, okay. I forget that I say that shit on there, but they know everything about your life because of the podcast. Yeah, well, how would she feel when your house catches on fire because they're not too safe? <laughs> Thank you, lady. <laughs> I'm well, fine with it. Well, I'm okay. But also, too, we've done radio. We've, we're very personal throughout the years on Opie and Anthony. We've told really true personal stories. Yeah. You know, and they come out. Norton, me, I'm sure you've told a lot of personal stories. Yeah, you, yeah. So people know us. The problem is they think that they are us and they could talk to us like they're our friends and stuff. But we have poured our lives out on the table, on radio, on podcasts, on stage, you know. So, yeah, they come up and they know you and, I, and, I, and they listen. I go, my ex-wife called me and goes, I listen, I got to stop listening to your podcast. It's too... It's, I feel like I'm eavesdropping on you two. Yeah. Oh, your ex-wife said that? Yeah, really? Yes, I can't listen anymore. It's too... It's, I feel like I'm just listening, you know, because we fight too much on the podcast. Well, it's especially like this when it's just audio and there's no... Like, when I go in the studio, I feel like I am a little more filtered, but when it's just like sitting around like this in a bar with microphones, you just forget that there's anyone ever going to hear this, and I just start saying anything. Well, you have a studio? We do it in our dining room. <laughs> Just me and her. Do you have a studio? No, no you do I, it everywhere. I do it in my go. kitchen or yeah. in a row. No, it, with I All did. Things Comedy, she's yeah. with that network. Well, they got a studio now in L.A. Who's yeah. All Things all Comedy? All Things Comedy is Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. Yeah, they started. Don't yeah. take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are you with those guys? Yeah, yeah. I've been with them for a while. I, I, but I've been with a few places. Like the Improv used to have a network, Sideshow Network. I was uh-huh. with them. Before that, I did it at Lovett's Club when John Lovett's had his club. And then when All Things Comedy started, I went over there. Well, I, went, I was at the Improv when they started building their podcast studio upstairs. Oh, Obviously, really? it's done now, but it's got to be amazing. Oh, you mean in Hollywood? Oh, it's great. Yes. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. But I don't think they're doing as many podcasts now because Sideshow Network shut down. That's why I left and went to All Things Comedy. Uh, I had no choice. Well, But I love th- it there. This hotel, they don't have a comedy club, but I think <laughs> Levity's taking over the property. I know, this place uh, is crazy. When, uh, who's on Bill's pod? Everybody's Isn't Bert on Kreischer on that? Everybody's Everyone's on there. Everyone's every, on there. Except for Joe Rogan yeah, and Joey much. Diaz. Yeah. Well, pretty Ari's, much every, every, every podcast is yeah. on there, except for probably Joey. Who's Bill Ari? Bro- Ari Joey and I think Ari's on. I know Ari Ari's does Punch Drunk on there. Does he do yeah. Skeptic Tank on yeah. there, too? I think so. The thing is, the way they do it is so dope because they're not... Tr- they're, the way it's set up, it's they're not trying to make money off comedians... So you own everything. If you sell your show or whatever, they're not taking anything. The only money they're really making is like if they upload it to their YouTube channel and there's ads or if they get me ads, they make some money off that, but not that much. So like they're really almost, I mean, Bill and Al started it because they were like, oh, we want a place where comics can make a living so they don't have to have day jobs. So they really did it like for, it's like a comics, comics place. That's why it's cool. 
They have so many podcasts. Well, Riotcast has a lot. They of got podcasts. about thirty podcasts, at least all things comedy, maybe even more. Oh, way on more there. now. Maybe yeah. sixty maybe or something up like that. Towards yeah, hundred now. I think. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that they got a lot on but there. They, but they, they also got, just opened a huge studio. They're doing. They're doing like web yeah. series now and all. They kinds got a of couch stuff. like they could do it like a TV show, like the Tonight Show set up. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Like it's Kreischer's great. Kreischer's doing like a cooking show. Bill Burr is doing like a show where he drives around, does rants in his car. Like there's that now they're starting to do more video as well. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. cool. Yeah, and Billy needs the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't think he's making any money. No, right? he's not. Fucking angry hack. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Shut up, fucking bald-headed cocksucker. This- uh, <laughs> sick of his dumb network, and he bought okay, a helicopter. Wait. Fuck Stop. you. Fuck you, dumb. Did he really buy a helicopter? That's what I heard. Fucking, what is he? Think awesome. he's G.I. Joe or something? <laughs> fucking asshole. Fuck him. Fuck him and his... Dumb Boston shitty accent. This is great. This is good. I like good. him though. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a great guy. Um, listen, this is the last thing I want to know, what? just because I think it'll be an interesting story if you have one. I want to know like the craziest fan thing that's ever happened. Like, have you ever had a stalker oh. or a weird fan situation? You want to go first? I got it. Oh, I got it. You go first because I'm trying to even think. I was I work. Got. Okay, I I get an email. When are you going to be in the Midwest? So I go. Uh, from An email. His, How long ago was this? But no, it was on MySpace. Man, it was a long time okay. ago. Okay. Tig was middling for me. That's okay. how long ago okay. it was. I go. I'll be in Indiana. It's just a fan. When are you in the Midwest? I'll be in Indiana. I'm on stage. It's a true story. And there's a girl sitting by herself, and she's kind of attractive, but she has two different color eyes. And That's kind of cool. So I'm just doing crowd work from her on stage. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Then I'm out selling CDs, and she walks up to me with a suitcase. She said, hi, I, I'm the one who emailed you from Chicago. I'm in Indiana. She goes, I drove out, but my car broke down, right? And she's sitting there with a suitcase. She drove from Chicago to <laughs> Indiana. So I said, oh, your car broke down. I go, well, so I went to the manager, Sandy at the time, DePerna. I said, get this girl a cab and get her the fuck out of here. So, and I just started dating Bonnie, and Tig was middling. So, I go back to the hotel, just regular, and I get to the hotel, and the guy at the front desk said, oh, some girl checked in, and she wanted the room next to you. Oh, my God. I go, you told her what fucking room I'm in? (laughs) Well, she asked the cab driver, do you know what hotel the comics stay at? Or whatever, because there's probably two cab drivers in town. Anyhow, I said to the fucking hotel guy I go why would you tell her what I go give me another room I didn't even go to my room because I didn't want her to hear my door open and close oh my god I said give me another room on another floor and I called my wife or Bonnie at the time I go and I just went into the other room on another level and didn't go I was scared to death because she found out what hotel I was in and got a room next to me that's psycho is that fucking crazy holy shit and she was Really good looking. <laughs> Two different color eyes, but fucking. Are you kidding me? Otherwise, you think no. one was black from the guy before she did tell What fucking hotel guy would say, oh, he's in room? Well, they what? did what did, did Aaron Andrews, this uh, ESPN sports oh, yeah. reporter. She got a guy, 
he would go to tell know where she was to go, you know, cover a sporting event. He goes, what hotel? Or he'd find out what hotel. And then he'd ask at the front desk what room she's staying in. And he would go in the next room and he was drilling holes to the wall. And he put a peephole, a camera. That's where yeah. that, all that shit came out. Put a camera in the fucking peephole. And he, and he videoed her fucking drying her hair naked and all this shit walking around naked. And he put the shit on the Internet. He's in jail for like 20 years. Yeah, I remember that. But the, the hotel, she sued the hotel. She got like $20 million from the chain. Holy fuck. This wow. guy did it in a couple different I cities. I that to me. And so they I would could sue a hotel. Yeah, and they, would tell, they told her, where, they told the guy where what room she was staying in, and he got the room next door. Guys, I'm in room 672 at the... Uh, that's <laughs> funny. I'm in 671. <laughs> that's funny. And I have my drill. <laughs> Oh fuck that! I was scared though. Did, I was scared. did you ever see her before no. she left? That was she it. She emailed me again on MySpace or email or Facebook, <laughs> whatever it was. Back, she goes, "Oh, I'm not a crazy person, this and that." Oh, not at all. No, Clearly, not at all. yeah, that's you came obvious. from Chicago to Indiana. Holy shit! You know. Well, what about that chick that came to see you in Ventura? Where did she come from? Denver or something? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, a chick came to see him and was like, take a walk with me. She goes, you want to go take a walk? <laughs> Can we go show. take a walk? Was she hot? Nah, she's all right. All right. She take wasn't a walk. Take Where, a walk. to your death? <laughs> I was like, she just wants to blow you. You should take a walk. That's well, you were there? Yeah, yeah she was there. there. Yeah, it was on the show with me, yeah. Came from... Oh, you were not that... Wait, is that the Ventura room? Harbor Comedy Club. Where the, where the boats are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wanted to go take a walk. Yeah. But she came up to him before the show. Uh-huh. We were sitting at the bar before the show. You know how there's that little sidebar there? Yeah, yeah. And I kind we were of... drinking, and this lady comes up to him and just is like so all over him being so nice to him. I thought they were old friends or something, but it turns out she's just like a random fan that had come all the way from Denver to there that's, to see him. She, that's even creepier. Denver to L.A., yeah, she, yeah, she said she was doing a vacation, so she figured she Alone. saw I was playing there. In Ventura. So Who she figured that? I'd stop there and see your show and then whatever, yeah. Well, my latest creep is poetry guy. I have a guy on Instagram. I hope he hears this so he stops. I have a guy on Instagram who on every single photo writes an entire poem, long, like paragraphs long. And then he keeps asking if he can DM me every day. And then he sends me a DM every day, but he doesn't know that I'm reading them. And then he said, I'm going to come to your show to meet up with you. I forget what club he said I'm coming to. You're coming to this club. I'm going to come. And I'm actually like legit afraid because I think a guy who writes poems is the guy that will kill you. But I thought you were friends with Dice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh. He writes you poems No, he, poems. his Instagram posts are poems Or he's, he DMs you poems No, he leaves them as comments on my Instagram Oh, on your Instagram oh, Long okay. though, like long, like thought out Like not like he's copying it out of something And then he also keeps sending me weird DMs I think he's trying to offer me money He keeps asking if we can have a private conversation And I just keep <laughs> saying no But these are the guys that show up Like tonight there were two guys alone there, yeah. right? I always always have a couple loners at, at my shows and then every once in a while it'll be like poetry guys so like roses are red violets are blue i'm gonna sit, sit your <laughs> throat as i shoot my goo <laughs> how romantic guys oh, i think that, that's a perfect ending I it's say. gotta be scarier for a girl though that's why i always try to bring a feature well but you know what no, it's scarier for a girl physically it's scarier for a guy Legally, like, because I'll tell you why. Girls, I mean, right. you could, a girl could just say he did this to me, 
and you're fucking done. I agree with that right now. I totally agree with that right now. There's you know, no due process for guys no, lately. Absolutely, yeah. So, like that girl years ago could have... If I didn't... If that guy knew that I took a different room, but he, she could have said he came to my room and, I, and he knocked up whatever. Say whatever she wants. You're kind of right. I mean, there has to be some evidence, but you're right. Like, for instance, like I have a buddy right now. I guess I won't say who, but I mean, people will figure it out. But there's a, I have a friend right now who's like an actor who started doing stand-up, and he's one of these guys that's been getting all these, like, Me Too allegations against him. But nothing's gone to court. There's no, you know, he's not guilty. He's your friend? Yeah, I'm friends with him. But uh, he's banned from, like, two comedy clubs in L.A. They won't let him go up there just because the allegations. And I'm like, it's not even whoa, fair. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he just start doing comedy, or was he a comic before he was an actor? He'll tell no, you no. off the air. Oh, I know it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's an actor, but the thing is, like, he was going up at both those places regularly already. Okay. And then when the allegations came out, both clubs what? were like, the comedy store and the improv basically were like, well, we we don't think you should go up right now until all this stuff settles. And it's like, nothing is, he hasn't gone to court. I just think until a guy is proving guilty now, it shouldn't be that they're... What happened to innocent until proven guilty? There's That's no what I'm more. saying. There's anyway. a lynch mob. What is happening and, right now? Uh, can they keep it down, you fucking Sorry, bar? Con- I, think the, I think the hearing aid convention just let out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't make any sales. I don't know, man. It's Look crazy at, right now. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing uh, it. Riotcast. If you want to uh, hear our podcast, it's My Wife Hates Me on Riotcast. If you want extra uh, content, it's patreon.com forward slash Voss and Bonnie. Oh, cool. I promise you, you'll love the podcast. It's not as good as this. No, it's really funny. It's really funny. Uh, I like it a lot. Thank you for having me. I couldn't think of two other people I would rather do this with Aww. tonight. <laughs> we had a good time. We're getting done, so I can go order nachos. Jim, what do you got going yeah, on? Uh, yeah, my podcast, Comedy Metal Midgets, and uh, I got a book out. Everybody is awful except yes. you. Fucking yes. two stores, and it's uh, I'm on Amazon. And I went to his book signing in L.A., and it was they said like the most crowded book signing they've had there in like a year. So Jim, oh, Pat- cool. oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was good. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Jim Florentine, guys, Rich Voss, check out Bonnie McFarlane. Follow me at KQ Funny, and obviously uh, my page. Patreon as well. You guys know about that. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. Email any dating questions you have to datefailspod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye.